Hi, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for being here. So I wanted to do a podcast for a very, very long time. I didn't know at the time what subject to find. So I started reading about very, very successful podcasts. The big one, The Daily, Planet Money. I was thinking what all of these podcasts have in common is that they are clearly, clearly very passionate about what they are talking about. So what's my goal for my podcast? And what is the purpose? Well, it's really simple. I genuinely believe that there is a list of topics that have been conveniently swept under the carpet. So for my first episode today, I would like to talk about medical cannabis, epilepsy and mental health. Okay, so by now I imagine that you have noticed that I have an accent, a very strong accent, apparently according to actually everybody, which is kind of annoying because I've been in this country for a very long time, yet my accent is strong. Well, everybody is entitled to their own opinion. For my defense... The reason why my accent is still very pronounced is because I'm always in contact with friends and family in France. I've been told as well that French people have a tendency to speak fast. I don't know if it's the case, but I will endeavor and do my absolutely best to speak as slowly as I can so you can all engage And you can all understand exactly what I'm talking about. So I live in London. However, the audience of this podcast is for everyone, from people who are living with epilepsy or people who are not living with epilepsy, to people who have loved ones who are living with epilepsy. It's actually also aimed at neurologists, doctors. So without further ado, let's dive in. Dravet syndrome and Lennox Gasto syndrome. These epilepsy syndromes are almost always resistant to the treatments currently available on the NHS. On the 11-11-2019 in the UK, doctors will be able to prescribe Epidiolex. For children with these two types of severe epilepsy, Lennox Gasto syndrome and Dravet syndrome. Yes, this is a step forward, but the drug does not contain the main psychoactive component of cannabis, THC. So for that reason, unfortunately, many parents of children with epilepsy are still paying thousands of pounds a month for medicine imported from Europe, from Canada, from Israel, because these countries have medicine that contain both THC and CBD. It's important to know that every type of epilepsy can lead to a death. So even if they are not labeled as severe type of epilepsy, it's still very, very dangerous. So there is absence seizures, formerly known as petit mal. There is convulsive seizures. There is atonic seizures, also known as drop attack clonic seizures, myoclonic seizures, and tonic seizures. If this occurs at the wrong place, you can die from this other form of epilepsy. You are eating, you are at home by yourself, and you have a seizure, you can die. Be that as it may, I would like to emphasize that it is very, very important not to live in fear. But I understand that can be very hard. And especially if you have a loved one who is living with epilepsy. It's imperative to not keep anxiety for yourself. For certain people to be able to discuss dread in a support groups 
really help. When you live with epilepsy, you have to take a lot of medications. Sometimes it's effective and sometimes it's not. Being part of a support group for epilepsy can be scary. After you have been diagnosed with epilepsy, officially by a neurologist, he will suggest what type of medication you should use. For instance, there is Kepra, there is Lamotrigine, there is Epilium, Tegretol. Unfortunately, what you cannot dismiss is the fact that to take these medications has an impact on your mental health and your body. It fixes one part of your brain, but also can deteriorate another part of your body. Undoubtedly necessary medical treatment have often undesired secondary effect. That much is true in any field, not only for epilepsy. For instance, cold remedy makes you sleepy, sinus decongestant makes your heart race. Aspirin can cause side effects as well, including bleeding and gastric ulcer. Why are medications having such side effects? Well, the body is an immensely complex structure built from chemicals that must be regulated in order to work smoothly. Molecules such as hormones usually make these adjustments and if something disturbs them, as for example, during an illness, medicine often works by taking the place of one of the body's regulating chemicals to readjust the balance. Does it make sense? Well, unfortunately, two things complicate this ideal picture. First, the body often uses the same chemical to regulate more than one process. This means that a medicine might readjust one balance while disturbing others that would normally not need a retuning. For instance, if you are using epilium during the pregnancy, the impact on the unborn child can be horrible, from autism to heart condition. Very, very scary stuff. Epilium will also increase your appetite, but that is not a big deal. Unless you are already overweight, then it can be more problematic. But that is just epilium. Not every medication is harmful for your baby. Do not misunderstand my comment. These medications are needed and useful. Astonishing aspect of medication is that the effect vary greatly from person to person. One person may have little to no side effect while another may have severe or troublesome problems that make the medication intolerable. You should never, never, never try to stop or reduce your medication without your neurologist approval. At the end of the day, if nice guideline, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence has approved the treatment, then it's absolutely fine, right? When you face a problem in life, The first person to whom you turn are often friends and family members. But sometimes, people in your life may struggle to relate or they might be more focused on giving advice than hearing what you have to say. Often it can, be, it can prove beneficial to sit and talk with other people who are dealing with the same kind of issues. Many rely on a principle of self-disclosure, where participants share stories and information about their own emotions, thoughts, and behavior. However, people are welcome to share as little or as much as they like. When you begin to interact with another person who has epilepsy, 
eventually at one point you will begin to talk about the side effect of the medication that they are using and it is always a delicate and touchy subject. Why? Well, because it means you have to acknowledge that you have this side effect. The battlefield is always in the mind. When you think you're out of the woods, you really you're not. Side effects are sometimes a reason to stop taking a medication, but it is not a reason to avoid taking the medication in the first place. So I would like to know, the ones who are suffering of this form of epilepsy, myoclonic tonic seizures, would you trade your medication for cannabis oil? All this expensive medication imported from other countries like Canada, would you try so you can stop all this other medication? Because from my way of thinking, if this medication can cure a child and improve his quality of life from over 100 seizures a day to none, surely it should cure myoclonic seizures too, right? Honestly, I believe that most people don't understand really how seizures can be. They either think that seizures are not a problem or that everyone may die from them. The truth lies somewhere in between. Mental health and epilepsy is really complex. There is no holistic service. Be that as it may, I will finish by saying, remain positive. That will definitely really, really help you. Give your wandering brain a little help by always selecting something positive to think about. Any positive thoughts. That would really help to refocus your brain's attention. Okay, well, done for today. Please let me know your thoughts about it and share your knowledge. Thank you. That was episode one. Ciao.